For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. For some football talk. This is from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and the coach Al Gross. We'll tackle the personal and unheard stories of the players, coaches, and fans. And we'll score with the stories and headlines from this week in college and pro football. Now, here's the coach Al Gross with Derek Kennard. And welcome to another Monday night. And boy, do we have a lot of football in store for you this week. We had a tremendous uh, week, DK, with the pros and college. We got some of the pretenders uh, have been uh, knocked out of there, and we got the contenders coming to the top. And in the college game, we got the bowl pitcher uh, set up. Yes, sir. Uh, Talk to me a little bit about what you what you saw this Sunday. Well, this Sunday we had some uh, we had some really good games this weekend. And I want I want to start with, with my beloved Cowboys putting together that victory down in down with uh, in Dallas. And uh, why well, we gotta start with the Cowboys? You know what? Because I, I I got love for them Cowboys. <laughs> I got love for them. Well, the Cowboys, you know, they played a, they played against the Indianapolis Colts, and uh, you know they just could not put it together as far as that passing game. Of course. Mr. Manning, uh, he gave away four picks, um, you know, and you can't win that way. And once again, here we go. They they, they don't have a running game. Absolutely zero running game. Uh, that makes them predictable. you got to balance it out or, or else uh, you make a, 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 a very above average or, or, you know, that's an excellent offense you have there. But you got to also acknowledge that you have Peyton Manning that has been excellent over the years. Uh, statistically speaking, winning, winning uh, margins, just uh, just a future Hall of Famer coming in, coming in here. But this young man has threw some picks. He doesn't have a running game. He has 16 receivers, different receivers he's been throwing to over these past, what, uh, week 13 yeah, this week was? 13. So, you know, that's a number of receivers to uh, go through, and they don't know him. He don't know them. And uh, this is, uh, you know, they don't know when he's going to break. Uh, uh, man, man, he's struggling right now to uh, get his bearings together with his receivers, and with him, it's all about timing for him. It is, you know, he used he's usually used to having Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne, and we all saw him and Dallas Clark as tight end, and that whole cast of characters is uh, is is other than Reggie Wayne is not with him, and we see a lot of young players out there trying to fill in in those situations, and we all know that you need veterans uh, and you need the timing. Now, I will say this. Uh, we had uh, Tony Dungy retire and Jim Caldwell take over, and I'm not going to say it's Jim Caldwell's fault, but 
all the teams will have their run, and I think uh, I'm going to say that it is it is Indianapolis is uh, they're going to have to go through a rebuilding process, and they're going to have to decide whether they Peyton wants to rebuild with that team because uh, on the offensive on the defensive side of the ball they've been hit by a lot of injuries, and they're getting a little older on that side too. Yeah, there's no doubt that this entire team is uh, is starting to age. But uh, uh, defensively, I believe uh, they're much younger than our, than the offense is. So on the offensive side of the ball, they're going to have to continue to grow by way of uh, possibly dismantling some of these uh, or weeding out the older players and bringing in some new some new fresher players, uh, especially on the perimeter. Oh boy. Well, let's move to the game. Uh, I would say the top game, of the, one of the top games of the day, was the Atlanta Falcons going with 10 wins, uh, beating a good in-game Tampa Bay Buccaneer team who played them all the way down to the stretch. Uh, DK, are you buying the Atlanta Falcons at 10-2 and two as being a legitimate Super Bowl contender? I, you know, I told you guys a couple of weeks ago I was not drinking any of this uh, Atlanta Kool Aid. Jim Jones, <laughs> <laughs> Jim Jones Kool Aid. I was, I was really, I'm really uh, thinking that the the uh, New Orleans Saints was going to come come back and defend that uh, the Super Bowl, uh, the Super Bowl bid from last year, and 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 really be a contender in the South. But uh, Atlanta has proved me wrong. They keep coming back strong and stronger, and. Uh, Man, that running game again. They've got a balanced attack, and they've sound on defense. And but I'm just not. I'm not buying them yet because you know what? Right behind them in that in that uh, NFC South is the defending champion, New Orleans Saints, with Drew Brees. And you know that's a team right now that uh, I'm going to say can catch fire here down the stretch, going into the playoffs. If you've been there before. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you've done the deal. Oh, yeah. You know about that with your Super Bowl championship (laughs) ring, DK. Absolutely. You know, it's right now, it's that time of the year. You make the dash for the cash, as we call it. And and, and it's all about doing the little things correctly, meaning penalties and turnovers and things of that nature. You really have to pay attention to that uh, during this course of the season because uh, every possession becomes very valuable. You want to uh, your best off uh, defense is your offense and you want to keep their offense off the field. You do when you have some sc- some scoring teams that are going to be in the playoffs and, and here down the stretch that like to score a lot of points. But I want to give the Bonehead Award. This is the very first annual, the very first weekly Bonehead Award to the Cincinnati Bengals because it was fourth down and one yard to go. Uh, The Saints could kick the field goal to tie it up and send it into overtime. They went with the old Bummerowski fake count, and one of the Cincinnati Bengals jumped off sides, gave them a free first down, and that is how they lost the game. And, you know, I feel sorry for Marvin Lewis because I heard the post-game comments where he said, we went over that before the game because we we saw him do it again. So, D.K., the NFL starts for not for long. I don't think the gentleman who jumped off sides <laughs> will be around too much longer if he keeps making bonehead moves like that. I'd hate to be that guy. Yeah, that's a that was a bonehead mistake, man. But you know that's uh, 
you know, the guy, he's going to be around a little longer. Uh, he's going to be given some more opportunities to not jump offside, so he better get it together or he will get a little taste of that. Not for long, big fella. Not for long. Not for long. Now, we, we let's move to my Cleveland Browns since we got the Cowboys and they and they're and them out of the way. <laughs> we go. We ask for equal opportunity time for my Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns uh, beat a Miami team, you know who. Uh, it, that was a that was I, I will say for the to average fan that was a not a very exciting game to watch. But from the defensive side of the ball, uh, I liked the way that they muscled up with another power muscle team, and uh, neither team's quarterbacks were the were were anything to write home about. But the Browns held on and made a turnover and made the play to kick the field goal to win that game. So I'm going to send a shout-out to my Browns people out there woo, woo, oh. <laughs> for that win, and they're, they're still making progress, and, and we love to see that. Well, yeah, you know, that uh, the Browns, you know, it was ugly. It, 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 wasn't a, it wasn't a pretty win, but it was uh, – and it was a win. A win is a win. So let's, at this time of the year, that's what it, uh, that's what it takes it uh, just to get it done, baby. Win, baby, win. Now let's tour, let's tour over to the Bay Area. Well, we have the Oakland Raiders go down to San Diego, DK, Mm -hmm. and beat the hot Chargers who haven't lost a game in the last three or four years in December. And we look at the Oakland Raiders who normally are not a good road team. They go into San Diego and beat them. Yes, they did. And, uh, you know, I was really, really proud of them Oakland Raiders to go down there to San Diego and put that uh, put that whooping on them boys like that. You did know? they open up the can <laughs> on them? <laughs> they opened up a can up on them. But, you know, they're they playing some really good sound defense. And offensively, the, the, the quarterback is coming around. And I'm, I'm, I'm liking what he's doing with Ford. He's getting Ford the ball. That guy got to get his touches, man. They yeah. got to get that young man his touches. I wasn't drinking any of that man's Kool-Aid when he was drafted. But uh, he's proved me wrong. Okay. Well, Jacoby Ford has turned, come up big as a rookie uh, receiver for the for the. Oakland Raiders, who seem to draft ten or twelve receivers every, always drafting receivers, but they're 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 being impressive. And let's let's hurry along with uh, before we go to break. We got the Denver Broncos, who's fired. Uh, jo- uh, what's the what's the co- give us a scoop on that, DK? Coach uh, Josh McDaniels was just fired today at about 4:22 p.m. this uh, this evening. Uh, he's uh, no longer the head coach of the Denver Broncos, and so now they're they're uh, looking internally to to possibly fill that position as a as a um, uh, intern coach. And and it, man, I, I just. They just got a, a horrid amount of problems to to solve with this Denver Bronco club. The the man got rid of his quarterback. He got rid of his his top notch receiver and uh, his the best tight end. He, oh my God! He just got rid of all the the people that he needed to help him get these W's. He got rid of everybody, and now uh, he's looking around saying, "Oh, it's not my fault." Yeah, well, it, it is his fault because. <laughs> <laughs> because we saw the man 
uh, mm-hmm. come in and mm-hmm. make wholesale changes. It seems like all those B, uh, Bill Belichick disciples that come out of the Belichick, they go through the same process like Mangini did. They get rid of your star mm-hmm. players. They start from scratch. They want full control of the locker room, and it doesn't always work. Uh, so this man – Boy, it sounds like you're reading the autopsy report when you first started that off at 4.15. And, uh, <laughs> well, you know what? I didn't want this to be an obituary type thing for the guy. But <laughs> well, he's gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, I, you know, the Denver Broncos fans is really, uh, is really going to uh, uh, walk away from this uh, the stadium and they're not retaining their fan base. And then that, that's a big problem there. Well, listen, I can tell you from firsthand, they have a strong, one of the stronger uh, fan bases in the NFL, the Denver, and they are not going to put up with subpar football and bad mistakes uh, of trading away Peyton Hillis and a host of other things. And when we come back from break, we're going to continue on with the NFL yes. and our NFL coverage, and we'll be talking to uh, about some of the other games that went on this week from Under the Helmet. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Are you ready for an old school in your face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football-related topics on the program From Under the Helmet with your hosts, Derek Ennard and the coach, Al Gross. You will hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and their weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. It's more than a sports show. Tune in every Friday for End of the Bench with Tony Bowie. Tony knows and does it all. Whether it's sports, business, or politics, the discussion all comes to focus in one place. You'll hear from the personalities as well as the everyday people, each bringing their own perspective to the discussion. This is a weekly forum that you'll want to be a part of. End of the Bench with Tony Bowie airs live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck. A no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman. Foreman, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Ennard and the coach Al Gross. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back from Under the Helmet with 
Coach Al Gross and Derek Kennard. We have a special guest here today with uh, Chet, and Chet's here to talk to us about those uh, Chicago Bears. And, uh, man, you know, I Chet, you, they, these guys really put together this win this week, and, man... But it was the it's the lowly Detroit Lions. But the Detroit Lions been playing some good football lately. What do you think, Chet? Well, I I don't really know, guys, how you how you uh, quantify the victory because they uh, uh, they being the Lions have now lost 19 games within the uh, confines of the National Football Conference uh, North Division. Uh, the Bears actually could have been beaten twice by the Lions this year. If you recall, going back to uh, Week One, there was that. Uh, Controversial catch involving Calvin I do remember Johnson. that. that yeah. Yeah. Lions yeah. had the uh, lead yesterday at halftime, but uh, couldn't hold on. It was a very, very bad call, but uh, helped the Bears toward their game-winning touchdown called on uh, Sue of the uh, Detroit Lions. So right now the Bears are in 9-3, and three, but I don't think it's a bona fide 9-3. and three. I think it's kind of a vulnerable 9-3. and three. Are they a Super Bowl team? No. Will they go to the playoffs? Uh, yes, although I still believe their January 31st game with Green Bay up at Lambeau Field, I think that January 1, rather I apologize, will be uh, a game that will determine the champion coming out of the uh, North uh, Division. Yeah, they do have a tough little stretch. Uh, both teams are going to have they to do. play New England, uh, and um, if I'm not mistaken, both teams have to play the Jets, and then they have to play each other. So uh, it's going to be very important for one of those two teams to win that Northern Division uh, of how they play the last part of the season. Now, I just want one more thing uh, before before we let you out of here, Chet. The 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 speculation about Lovey Smith being fired, uh, you know, on the well, not on the hot seat before the season. What's the atmosphere uh, towards Lovey right about now? Well, guys, the biggest problem Lovey's got, and I'm sure you can uh, relate to this, is is a problem that left uh, Chicago after the 1992 season, but remains larger than life here in the Windy City, and that's Mike Ditka. Yeah, uh, it was a problem for Dave Weinstead, a very charismatic man. It was a problem for Dick Geron, who's about as exciting as watching uh, paint dry. It's a problem for the uh, <laughs> man from Big Sandy, Texas, that being my man, uh, Lovey Smith, is that everybody is compared to Mike Ditka. And, you know, these, these are not the 85 Super Bowl champion Chicago Bears. It's not the kind of ball club that's going to uh, uh, market the Super Bowl shovel. It really very much mirrors Lovey's don't get too high, don't get too low, approach to football. I, for one, think Lovey is a very underrated coach. I really do. And I believe that, uh, uh, okay, the Bears have got uh, Belichick coming up. They've got the Vikes. They've got the Jets. Then Green Bay. Let's split and give them 11 wins. My own feeling is that uh, uh, Virginia McCaskey, who still uh, is a vital part of this organization, as she nears her uh, 90th birthday, I believe they will extend the contract of uh, Lovey Smith. And I think right now, Guys, go back and, you know, look at the Vegas Insiders and look at, you know, offshores. Uh, the OU on, on wins for the Bears this year was running anywhere between uh, six and eight. And right yeah. now, Lovey's got nine. I project he's going to end with uh, 11. It says here that uh, right now, Lovey Smith is a bona fide candidate for uh, National Football Conference Coach of the Year. And I believe that Jay Cutler, a guy who was uh, about to be ridden out of town in a rail after the fourth week, is legitimate right now when you talk about uh, National Football Conference Offensive Player of the Year. <clears throat> I wouldn't go that far, but I <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, Chad. Well, but, but you, you know what? Here in Chicago, yeah, yeah. You you... Here in Chicago. <laughs> well, I will say you this: know, we don't have that many chances to cheer. Uh, yeah, I know, will say know. this: they did they, what they did do. 
in this offseason as they went out and got Julius Peppers in the free agent market. They were very aggressive. And they and they went out and got Mike Martz and they also managed to balance a running game and, and keep Forte in the in the in the fold and uh and that's part of the reason for their success. And Chet, well, that's that's the key. I mean, you just uh, you just hit the nail right on the head, guys, with uh, the comments about Mike Martz. You know, the uh, the Bears were a football team that was uh, uh, on the canvas. The count was eight after they lost to uh, Seattle and the Redskins at home in back-to-back weeks. They had to buy, and Mike Martz looked at his ball club and realized, I don't have the greatest show on turf. I don't have. Uh, Kurt Warner, I don't have uh, Isaac Bruce, I don't have uh, Marshall Falk, I've got to rely on my offense. And uh, he got Forte in the running game uh, cooking. Uh, he ended the seven-step drops with uh, Jay Cutler. And, you know, do you recall the Giant game back about the uh, third or fourth week when Cutler got sacked nine times in a ball game? and I swear, I thought he was going to wind up face down in the Hudson River. You know, so a lot of credit does go to uh, Mike March for, you know, when you deal with a guy who is a so-called genius on the National Football League level, it's very, very difficult for those guys to admit that maybe they were wrong. And, you know, Mike March showed me a lot by adjusting the offense because he admitted that the, uh, the kind of attack he was trying to run, which was basically negating the running game, uh, was just not the way to go with this ball club. The Bears are a classic cold-weather football team. They want to run the ball. They want to get off the bus running. They want to utilize Johnny Knox. They want to utilize Earl Bennett, who's becoming a, a bona fide, if not elite, uh, very, very good National Football League receiver. But in essence, in uh, in Chicago in December, guys, you, you have to win playing a very physical brand of football. Well, that's right. That's you right. You guys are not... Uh, you guys are not used to out there in Arizona or California. Well, you know, DK is always talking about Nash and Mash in the running game, and it's always it's a proven fact that running the ball is is usually going to put you in the playoffs and take you deep in the playoffs Absolutely. and sound defense. Absolutely. And unless they get a dome on top of Soldier Field, uh, I give Lovey credit, Lovey Smith, a That's lot of credit happen, for baby. for reeling Mike March's pass happy. Uh, uh, attack in and balancing it out, and we want to thank you for calling us, Chet, th- calling in, and and we're going to keep an eye on you those bears. Fun, call anytime. Yeah, and uh, we'll have you back on again. All uh, right, you guys take care and uh, go bears, go. You All got right. it, you got it, Chet. Take care, man. All right, guys, later. All right, bye bye. So what else you got, DK? We got uh, we had a we had a. A slobber knocker, as you would call it, <laughs> last night that game. But, but Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Did you see uh, Heath Miller? No. You, would you see that uh, Roethlisberger get his nose broke? Well, you know that uh, I, I missed the nose getting broken, and uh, they, the the bubble his snot got bubbled at the uh, <laughs> earlier <laughs> earlier in the game. But uh, you know, um, the, what was Excuse even me. more uh, a resounding t- hit was the the McCl- uh, was it McLean that uh, hit Heath Schuler uh, Heath, uh, Heath Heath Miller, Miller mm-hmm. and uh, it was just a nearly a comp- uh, deca. Uh, decapitated was it a decleater? Was it a decleater? Uh, no, but it almost snapped the young man's neck off, and I was so happy to or relieved to see him get up and and walk off the field. But mm. uh, uh, after watching, the, they showed the replay several times, and uh, uh, you know, uh, it was just amazing how it snapped, uh, just about snapped the uh, the kid's head off, and. 
Man, uh, you know what? Um, the, the guy was defenseless. I'm totally against uh, all these rules they have about protecting the quarterback, the, uh, protecting all these defenseless players. But uh, that this one was uh, was blatant, and um, uh, yes, it, it should be fines. It should have been a penalty. Was not a penalty. Was yeah. not a penalty, and uh, yeah, the guy the, the guy got uh, got hit pretty hard. We do have a caller coming in from Daniel from uh, Surprise, Arizona. How what you, you doing, Daniel? How you, how you doing, Daniel? Welcome to From Under the Helmet. Hey, how you guys doing? We're doing well. Thank you I've for asking. I've been listening to you off and on since my king listened to you live. But I'm so glad y'all finally talked about my bears. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the bears have given us something to talk about with that 9-3 that and three record and being in first place this deep in the season. And, uh, you know, they deserve a lot of credit. I, you know, I, I really do believe if it wasn't for you, Mr. Gross, you'd never talk about the Bears because that other guy over there. <laughs> I know. What is, he, what is he always talking about? Who's he talking about? He's always talking about the Cowboys, you know. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> yes, sir. Man, this is uh, Daniel Fisher, our, our, my principal over at Kids at Hope and uh, Blueprint Education. And he is running running our central campus. And I'm, I'm glad you called in this, uh, this evening. How you doing, Mr. Fisher? I'm doing pretty good. I just want to tell you, you, you guys got a great show. Hey, thanks, man. Hey, how How are- much did DK pay you for that? <laughs> well, DK, he, he said, <laughs> what do you got? What do you got for your Christmas? You on his Christmas list? <laughs> I gotta get. I gotta get him one of them sandwiches from uh, uh, from Luke's. Oh my goodness! <laughs> hey, Mister Fisher, I got a quick question for you. How in the heck are you guys going to keep your quarterback Cutler? How are you going to keep him on his feet? Because you guys lead the league in sacks, and this man has been hit and sacked 45 times, um, I believe 15 to 20 times more than any other quarterback in the NFL. Um, are, are you guys going to be able to keep him uh, healthy through these, what, we have what, five games left? Well, first of all, they plan a, a heck of a schedule coming up. Yes, they are. England, the Jets, you know, if they make it through there, I'm happy. Yeah, but yeah. I'm telling you, if you look at the last few games they played, they have been rolling Jake Cutler out, and he's been running a lot more. Mm-hmm. That's it, what's yeah. saving him right now. Yeah, And, you know, that's something that we didn't know really that Jake Cutler could do. And D.K. pointed it out when they played the Philadelphia Eagles that he, he pretty much uh, sealed that game with his legs, and that's something we hadn't really been expecting from Jake Cutler. Wait a minute. You said – D.K. pointed that out? You know, as a matter of fact, you know, anytime they run in the ball, <laughs> anytime somebody's running the ball, you know, D.K.'s going to point it out. Oh, yeah, he loves the run. Yeah, yeah, that's called the Nash and Gash. It's a, it's a dash for the cash this time of the year, Mr. Fisher. <laughs> well, guys, I am so glad you finally talked about my Bears because with this four-game schedule they got coming out, you know, I may not be able to talk about them too much anymore. <laughs> oh, no, man, you got to have the faith, keep well, your I faith. Got faith, but, you know, I just got to – Get my little time in, and and like I said, I love you guys' show. I like the way y'all talk about everything. You know, you don't leave them out, even though you've been just hitting and missing with my bears. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you go on that one. Hey, uh, I we'll appreciate keep, it. We're gonna keep them in mind, and thanks for calling in and for the compliments on the show. Thanks, Mr. Fisher. All righty. And now right, we got to go to the we got to go to because we're in Phoenix. We're gonna go to the Phoenix Cardinals in oh, their boy. game. And you know what, DK? What you got? This is what I'm going to say. 
If you can't say nothing nice, don't say nothing at all. I like I like the way you put that, but you know what, man? Let's 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 uh, let's as we are getting ready to um, go to a break. <clears throat> you got to start taking it personal. You got to start taking this personal and and to uh, uh, pay attention to the le- uh, to the details. You, and I want to see the Cardinals win, but uh, you know uh, nobody's finger pointing at this point, and that's good. They so, got serious problems at quarterback right yes, now. They They're do. down to the third or fourth fourth guy. Yes, they are. So, yes, and when we come back, we're going to move to the college football scene. The BCS uh, bowl pitcher is rounded into shape. We've had the last of the rivalry games, and we will be right back with college football from Under the Helmet. Yes, sir. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Are you ready for an old school in your face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football-related topics on the program From Under the Helmet with your hosts, Derek Ennard and the coach, Al Gross. You will hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and their weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Don't miss the show that gives you exclusive access to your favorite pro athletes off the field and in our communities. Join host Nick Murphy for Heroes Radio. Hear it directly from the source as we take you behind the scenes with your favorite stars. It's sports, community, entertainment, and fun. And it's all part of Heroes Radio. Tune in Friday afternoons at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, only on the Voice America Sports Channel. We some hard hitters, we some hard hitters. Hard Hitting Radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Never be satisfied. Let that be a lesson you take away from Double Time with Double D, featuring businessman and former NFL star Dave Duerson. We'll talk about the NFL with special focuses on the game itself, and Double D will take your calls and answer your emails live on the show. It's not Football 101, but rather an in-depth look in the locker room, on the field, away from the field, and opening up the mind of the player. The program will also feature positive messages. So tune in to Double Time with Double D, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You 
are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and the coach, Al Gross. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back from Under the Helmet. We have Coach uh, Al Bubba Gross and uh, Derek Kennard here. At uh, Man, I tell you what, we got this BCS Bowl scheduling is starting to take shape. And, uh, you know, I'm going to start right at the top. Uh, uh, Auburn and Oregon, uh, you know, I look at both of the quarterbacks. And, um, man, they, they are very similar um, offenses they're running. And, um, and I look at their perimeters of the, the receivers. Oh, my goodness. This is going to be um, – a high-scoring game, and you're talking about two teams with an enormous amount of speed on both sides of, of the offense. And um, defensively, uh, man, they, they feed off of, the, uh, off of these, uh, uh, what is it called, uh, for, uh, uh, turnovers. They do, and, you know, they're very similar. They get, uh, they're both second-half teams, first of all. And then once they, their defense is shown to hold them in the game until the offense figures out what they're doing on, de, on to the defensive team that they're playing, and then it usually turns into 50 points on both sides of the ball, it's going to be a very, very exciting uh, BCS championship game. I'm hoping for a, a day, game that goes down to the wire, and I think that they're going to both teams are ex, have excellent coaching staffs, and they're able to exploit uh, their talent and in the other team where they're strong and they're weak. Now they got uh, Cam Newton, who um, who went to Florida. He didn't want to wait behind Tim, Tim Tebow, and mm-hmm. he tra- transferred to junior college. Uh, the gentleman, the young man, handled the adversity of him. His dad asking for the money, or with alleged asking for the money. Alleged. Mm-hmm. He, he handled that very well. Uh, I like the interviews that he did. He gave his credit to the team. So we're looking at a guy who um, has a chance to be one of NFL um, greats if he keeps his head on straight and keeps working hard. Yeah, I think he's going to be just fine. Uh, they, they don't need any more slip-ups between now and him getting drafted. I'm assuming uh, that's the assumption that he's coming out this year, and uh, I, I, I don't see any uh, – Anything other than him coming out this year, his stock is so high. He would, uh, he, I believe, he's going to come out. What are you, what Big fellow, when you have the winning lottery ticket for millions in your pocket, don't put it in your pocket and hold on to it. Go cash it in. Okay, I like, that. I like that. I like that. One last thing about this, about these two teams uh, matching up here at the BCS in Glendale. Both teams have this uh, no huddle offense, and um, uh, you know they're both well uh, conditioned teams. So, uh, you know what gives here? Who has the better defense? Who's going? Who has the edge here? Uh, is it Auburn with their with their fly around defense, or is it the uh, uh, Oregon? Uh, the, you know they they have that bend don't break uh, type of defense, and uh, it's not as stout. As Auburn, what are your, what is your take on that? Well, all I'm gonna say is this: I'm going with the Pac-10 because I'm a Pac-10, uh, I'm born and born and raised in the Pac-10, watching the West Coast football. I think it's underrated because we uh, they they hold the games. 
later and when the East Coast is asleep and the voters are out. So to hold on to that number one and now to the number two in the BCS rankings for the entire most of the year is an, is an incredible feat to go undefeated in the Pac-10 on a year where they had a few good teams. You know, I don't always agree with you, big fella, and this is one I don't agree with you. But I tell you what, you have a situation with uh, – you have uh, – Auburn has been definitely a tougher schedule than the Pac-10 schedule. What do you think about that? Well, I'm going to say this. We need, to, we need for the 35 days to go by – and they got a lining up. That's the only way we're going to really tell. They can talk until the cows come home. But until they put it, put that coin out there and sing the national anthem, anthem on January 10th, 2019, 2011, we, Man, won't, we won't know. I'm trying to figure out what they're going to do between now and uh, – uh, January 10th. Good Lord. Man, that's I mean. a long wait, isn't it? Boy, <laughs> with college football, they got about 3,700 3, bowl games that got to be played in between there. And let's move on to the granddaddy of them all. What is going on? I'm a little upset that Stafford didn't get an opportunity to go to the Rose Bowl and play against Wisconsin. What is the world coming to when Texas Christian is playing in the Rose Bowl and they send Stafford out to the Orange Bowl in Miami, in Miami, Florida. What is going on with the BCS and these pick picks these years? Well, you know, you barking up the wrong tree with me on that because I really, I really don't understand why they did that. Because with all the years of of collegiate football that I've been associated with, there's always been a representative of the Pac-10 and Big and, Ten, uh, Pac-10, huh? exactly. And um, I, I have no idea what the uh, the BCS is doing other than. Uh, TCU went undefeated, big fella. Well, I know what it is. Is that's the next biggest payday behind the national championship bowl uh, bowl game? Is the is the there's a t- ton of money out there? Yes. In that in that bowl that Rose Bowl. So I think that uh, I think they're rewarding what they're doing is they're rewarding TCU for being there the last couple of years uh, going undefeated, and they uh, have wasn't able to play in the big big bowl game. And you got a lot of political clout down there in Texas, so it's all about money with the BCS. Absolutely, and that's what the BCS is all about, and uh, they're, trying to, they're trying to spread the love. Um, and, and that's, you know, they're, they're trying to bring the little guys like the Boise States and the TCUs back into the in, into this thing with the BCS where they have an opportunity to, to, to cash in those big chips on, on winning these big bowl games or being involved in them. I think it's only fair because you got a team like Connecticut coming – to play in the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl against the Oklahoma team who won the Big 12. Or what is it? We don't even know what the numbers are anymore. <laughs> Big 11, the 11 in the Big 12. But, uh, you know, this thing is uh, is rounding into shape. Uh, we got the, the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl, and then we got the Sugar Bowl. Who's in the Sugar Bowl, DK? Do you, do you recall? Man, we don't sh- have it right in front of us. Well, we well who we have for the Sugar Bowl is the Ohio State is playing Arkansas. That's right, Arkansas now, and Ohio State. Now, uh, Arkansas is ten and two coming out of that SEC, and then you have Ohio State coming in here, and uh, you know that they went eleven and one, and uh, they didn't do bad this year. But they that should be a good game. That should be a decent game, Matt. Good match up there. Now um, here we have Stanford uh, uh, versus uh, Virginia. 
Virginia Tech uh, for the Miami Orange Bowl. And, uh, you know, that uh, there you go with Stanford going down to uh, 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 Miami, Florida uh, for the Orange Bowl to, uh, for this matchup. And that's going to be a decent matchup as well. But um, I, I don't I hope I, they beat the mess out of Virginia Tech because <laughs> Virginia Tech, in my opinion, uh, does not really uh, warrant being in the BCS. Uh, bowl pitcher just like Connecticut, but as we have the system set up, because we don't have a bowl bowl uh, playoff system with the top eight teams playing it off like we should, uh, we're going to always be relegated to this because we can't necessarily just change the rules and then uh, just kick people out because those bowl those bowls that they belong to the ACC and the Big East command a lot of uh, uh, um, of. They have a lot of twelve, ten to eleven teams in their conference, and they, they, you know, they're part of the big deal that come together with this BCS system that they put together over the years. Yeah, you was about to say it right. It was at the tip of your tongue. I thought I saw it about to come out. You almost <laughs> called it the BS Bowl. You wanted to say it, but I'm gonna say it, the BS Bowl. But hey, uh, you know the. Uh, we got some good matchups coming up this year. It's going to be some good ball games. And don't forget about the uh, University of Nevada is uh, down in San Francisco playing the Boston College down there in San Francisco. So that's going to that's going to be a good matchup as well. But uh, uh, you know that brand of football, that pistol, that pistol offense is going to be exciting no matter what field you put them on. This is going to be an exciting ball game. But down in San Francisco during that time of the year is always a little muddy and wet. And, you know, just just how those 49ers right. like it. That's right. And I'm going to switch gears here and talk about the duel in the desert that we saw um, on ESPN last Friday. Was it Friday night? Where Arizona mm-hmm. played Arizona State, we saw it was a yawner in the first half. Well, boy, <laughs> I'm telling you, even though I was on the wrong end of the winning on the on – the, win column in that Arizona-Arizona State. What a tremendous and outstanding fan game to watch where Arizona State uh, came and blocked those kicks uh, where where we were going into regulation and they had a chance to to put the game away and they got the kick blocked. And, and I feel uh, so bad for that kid, uh, Zendejas. I I, went I to, don't. <clears throat> I, <laughs> I don't. I, well, I went to school with his with his uncle down there, and uh, uh, Tony Zendejas, and then his his uh, his brothers. I mean, his dad and his other uncle, Max and and Luis. Uh, you know, they, I sure feel bad for the kid who missed that kick, but he he, he hit the ball fat and kind of skipped and skimmed the ground before he hit the ball. So he's. You know he's going to have some more opportunities later on to uh, to right his wrongs and 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 get them back on track down there in Tucson. Yeah, and I might have been a little hard on the kid, but you know these we have to remember they're college student athletes, and as much as we are competitors and hate to lose, we got to think about the kid Absolutely. that's inside. Absolutely, so, he's know, a good kid, man. He's he, going to be back, and he's he going is. to do some. He's going to do some uh, some good things for U of A because uh, he is Zendaya. It's just in his blood, big fella. That's right. Good that's pedigree. Right. Good pedigree. Good there. Pedigree. Absolutely. Now, we're getting ready to move into the Monday night game, and we're going to give a little more time to this Jets-Patriots game that's coming up. Oh, boy. And, boy, this is uh, this is for the top uh, record in the AFC East. And in football, there'll be whoever comes out of this one will, will be tied for the 
best record in football with the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, we have some interesting matchups we want to talk about going into this, so I want to save that for that next segment. But boy, what what about those masters with the cornerbacks with the, the no-name receivers coming out of New England? Boy, yeah, but that's, that's going to be uh, we're going to it's going to be interesting <laughs> to see how Bill Belichick will handle that as him being considered a coaching genius with how they plan to attack that Jets defense. And we'll talk about that more when Fun. we come back. Under the helmet. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Entrepreneurial Insights is your weekly excursion into the world of business ownership. Presented by Sunbelt Business Brokers, the leading business brokerage and intermediary firm in the world, Entrepreneurial Insights will examine critical issues that impact both existing and prospective business owners. If you own or want to own a small business, listen for Entrepreneurial Insights with John Davies, Pino Boccianello, and Matt Ottaway. Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you ready for an old-school, in-your-face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football-related topics on the program From Under the Helmet with your hosts, Derek Ennard and the coach, Al Gross. You will hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and their weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and the coach Al Gross. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and coach Al Bubba Gross. Man, you know, we got one heck of a matchup tonight. We have the New York J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Man, we, they, we, we're going down to Foxborough. Are we in Foxborough or New York tonight? Uh, you know what? I think the game is being played in New York, but don't call me on that. I believe it is. But no matter is. where they're playing, 
it is going to be uh, a test of different styles of coaching and what they do on the football field. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I have to admit, I love that series that HBO puts on, <laughs> uh, training camp, the real training camp. Oh and I most uh, enjoyed this season because of the Jets. Uh, we're building the camaraderie ship. Oh, is that a word, camaraderie ship? <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> you made that one up, big fella. You know how we do back mm-hmm. in Stockton. But anyway, we have uh, we saw good chemistry being built in training camp, even though they didn't have the Darrell Revis holdout. Uh, you saw some of the things, and I think some of the fans are. I love that show because fans can get a chance to see what really goes on uh, when people get cut and people are giving their heart and soul to to make a team, and they don't always do make the team right right you know that's uh the hard knocks of of the nfl they they put on this show that that shows you things from from inside the locker room and and inside of training camp and and the things that they go through with the training and the regimen of two a days and the, the the getting hit in the mouth and 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 the conditioning it's just it's just a a whole host of things that you uh, NFL player has to go to uh, through just to make it through training camp but for me and you big fella it's a it's a cakewalk uh to from my eyes because they they only get a couple of days a week where they get to strap up oh, the yeah, chin straps yeah. or, I mean we call it full metal jacket back in the days when you when you draw from head to toe you got to you, you got to you got to strap it up cuz we going live we going live we going line. live the goal line used to be something else in training camp yeah 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 so when we go live that means we we are from head to toe we are strapped up ready to roll and uh, uh that's uh that is a Wednesday and Thursday practice for for us in Dallas Orleans or or whether I was with the Cardinals, you know, and we strapping it up when I was here with the Cardinals. Uh, we we going five days a week. We Show pads and helmets. <laughs> yeah, and it's you know it's similar uh, similar situation with us in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Marty didn't believe in being a cupcake coach and letting you you know dance around without hitting each other because you lose your edge when you do that. And uh, you know the the way training camp they've they've made so much out of the off season program where they're meeting year round with a couple mini camps. So they don't really go as long as we used to back then. There where you have four four to six weeks right. before you even start the season. It's been shortened, which I think it helps the game. And I think the NFL is just doing that to set up these eighteen games that they want to have. Well, not only that, they only have fifty-three man roster, and when you have just fifty-three man roster, you don't you're very limited, and you can't go out to practice. And you got to be smart about it when you go out to practice to uh, not get your guys, your main guys, injured, so you can uh, protect them. But and, and on the same token, you uh, a running game needs that timing. You got to have that timing, and 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 uh, it take a little live speed to uh, to. Uh, to to get into your blocks and and to create those lanes for your running back to get that groove and that cut and uh, things start to develop as you go live at practice and that's what we're not seeing nowadays and we're becoming more of a passing league here in the NFL and, uh, and every week we sit in here and we're talking about the gnash and gash and 
in the running game. It's the time to make the dash for the cash this time of the year because it's getting that time of the year, baby. And I think uh, that's why uh, I'm going to pick the Jets in this game because they do run the ball. And I think that the Patriots uh, have have lost a, a number of key players on both sides of the football. And they're young. Other than Tom Brady, you know, if they can get to that offensive line, I don't care who you are. You can be Superman. If you don't have time to throw and you're throwing under duress, you're going to sooner or later, you're going to throw it to the other team in the other jersey. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't, I, you know, I, I, I disagree. I, I, it's hard for me to bet against my boy Brady. And, but, you know, this is going to be a, it's going to be a draw because I'm not sure those, you got two shutdown corners out there. And then when you have the help of those safeties that have they've been playing excellent back there, and that, that makes it tough for Brady. But, you know, he's going to have to come underneath with that tight end and, and, and get it done with the tight end and, and, and hopefully the running game comes live for him to save and bail him out of there. But Well, the uh, Jets have had injuries at safety, and I didn't think they were that good uh, in to begin with because they're not, they don't have their normal safeties. Actually, one of their safeties from last season uh, came over in a big, uh, in a big uh, free agent signing by the Cardinals. Right. So they're really right. hurting down the middle of the field after you get past Bart Scott. I don't think their safeties are very good. I think that's where the Patriots are going to attack that defense along with probing Alyssa, just enough run to keep them honest. But if they get in third and long, but they're gonna be it's gonna be a long night. Now on the other side of the ball, uh, uh, Bill Belichick, you know, uh, he's one of the top coaches, and nobody can deny that. He he has won, you know, the he has the Super Bowls to prove it. But I want to know: Are they sending? Are they still sending people out to watch walkthroughs and stuff? <laughs> are they doing Spygate? Or are they? Uh, what, what's up with that? Well, you know, the, the, you have uh, Josh McDaniels is from this uh, Bill Belichick uh, uh, clan, so you have uh, this situation that has developed with with the Denver Broncos getting rid of Josh uh, McDaniels down in. Uh, and it was the Patriots' uh, former employee that offered him the film. And this is the, this is part of the whole thing that uh, has not unraveled uh, once the the rumor mill gets started here. Come to tomorrow morning and then later into the night it's going to be some things said about these uh these issues that that has occurred along with josh mcdaniel that came came along from leaving that stable of of coach Belichick. but you know you got two the two coaches tonight have do two different styles of of going about things you you have an outgoing charismatic mr uh uh, uh rob ryan rob, rob ryan no, uh, not rob ryan rob definitely ryan ain't is buddy with, rob ryan is with the browns that's Right, but you got uh, uh, twin, they, they're twins. twins. They're twins. How One, many of them have them? Did you see it when uh, they had <laughs> when he put on the wig when the Jets played the Browns? He put on, a wig. yeah, yeah <laughs> I saw he that. Put on man. a wig and a big pillow up under yeah, his stomach and told yeah. his brother he need to lose some weight. Oh so my I think goodness! That, I think that that was kind of funny. I but. think his message in that was you could put a wig on a pig and make it jig. What you think? <laughs> <laughs> Work it out. Wee! Wee! <laughs> <laughs> man, you you crack me up. Hey, man, I got to have fun with it. That's what, that's what this show is all about. We want to make it all about having fun. And oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we got a couple minutes left uh, in the show. 
And uh, we want to thank all of our callers for calling in. We want to invite more people next week to call in. If you're not hearing enough about your team, give us a call and at 888-346-9144. And we'll see what we can do about giving your team a holla and a shout out. And uh, DK, what do you got for us as we close? Please uh, give us a call down at uh, Pro Edge Performers uh, down in the Southeast Valley. We have uh, DK Jr. and DK down there working some kids out and some families. Come on down and get your winter workout before Christmas come, big fella. Yes, sir. And then uh, log on to www.hitmansportstraining.com. And uh, we have some pretty exciting things coming down the pike in the month of January and February, some combines and some other things. And to all of our high school football players in the state of Arizona, the Arizona Football Coaches is having a combine, which helps kids who are not, who are seniors and juniors who have not gotten serious con- consideration from the college uh, coaches an opportunity to come out and show your skills. Uh, to the to the coaches, uh, go on to the website after tomorrow. We'll have some information on there. Go on and uh, get yourself uh, uh, an opportunity to get yourself a scholarship. And we want to thank you for listening to us. Take us out, DK. Right on, man. Hey, hey, man. This is Christmas time. Merry Christmas to everybody. And you it, have a safe and wonderful holidays during these uh, this wonderful time. This is a wonderful time of the year that I just love. And it's uh it's is football time, big fella. That's right. Hey, come on back next week and join us at From Under the Helmet with DK and Coach Al Bubba Gross. Woo! Thanks for joining us for From Under the Helmet. Derek Kennard and the Coach Al Gross will be back next Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel for another look at college and pro football from under the helmet. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.